Welcome to Getting Melfi with Mark and Meg, a podcast where we talk all things taboo from self-care to sex work. Get ready to be comfortable with all things uncomfortable. Now let's get Melfi. Hey Melfi fam, welcome back to Getting Melfi with just Mark today actually. Um, Meg is out, so you just get me. I hope that's okay with everyone. Um, okay, well, I'm going to try and do an episode by myself for a solo episode. Um, hopefully I can talk about something for 45 minutes. Uh, yeah, okay, so let's get into it. Um, I am going to do a check-in. Um, so what I'm going to check in with is, so I started, I've gone on, um, this journey to, uh, like switch from conventional deodorant to natural deodorant before, and it's like never really gone well. I tried to make the switch and then it's just like it's hard and it's like I was just really smelly and I had things to do so I didn't so basically I like tried to switch over and then I got like a few days in and I was just like smelled so bad and so and I had somewhere to go or somewhere important to be whatever excuse me so I just stopped and I gave up and that was the end of that but last week, around this time, I was... Oh my god, sorry. <laughs> Big yawn. And then, what was it, two days ago? So what's today, Monday? So on Saturday... Oh my god, it was gross. I reeked of BO. It was so bad. And I was like, oh, this sucks. And then yesterday I worked for like a kajillion hours. And so I like wasn't even at the house to like shower. I brought a change of shirts with me <laughs> because like, yeah, it was just so gross. So if anyone has any recommendations on like what helps to, or like, does this eventually go away? Do you like, do you eventually stop smelling? Like I've heard you do, but, um, yeah, this like stink thing is not gonna fly for much longer because that's gross and I don't want to be that person. Um, yeah, so if anyone has any tips, tricks, advice on switching from conventional to natural, please let me know. Also, let me know your favorite kind of natural deodorant. I just have one from the drugstore. I think it's called Tom Tom's. Maybe I think yeah, I think that's right. Um, and. I don't like the smell of it um, at all, but that's okay. It's if I put if I reapply it, it seems to like mask the smell of my bo a little bit, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, another issue I actually was noticing. Um, I was looking at my armpits, not like in a weird way, just like I raised my arms in front of a mirror, and I noticed that I have like red bumps like all throughout my armpits, and I know um, that. If some natural deodorants have baking soda in them, they can really irritate your armpits. Um, but that, like, it's not 
like it, they don't feel itchy or anything. They just, I have like little, a bunch of like little red bumps like around, like kind of in a circle of my armpit. Does that make sense? Like, like where my hair would grow, like in a circle around that sort of, I don't know. It's weird. So yeah, if anyone has any advice for me or helpful hints or literally anything just tell or your struggle with switching just let me know please because yeah this sucks um okay so yeah basically as I said this episode is gonna be kind of a little random I'm maybe just treating this as like event sesh so um I'm gonna just gonna vent about a few things probably that have been on my mind lately um that I want to definitely dive deeper into different episode or dive deeper in other episodes um but for now I'm just gonna chat what's been on my mind um so something that actually has been like really bugging me lately is the patriarchy (laughs) and I'm sorry like So when I was growing up, I, so I'm talking about feminism here for a little bit. So when I was growing up, I, um, I was influenced heavily by, I'm a very impressionable, that was the word, right. So I'm very impressionable as we talked about. Um, so I kind of basically just believed whatever anyone, any whatever anyone would tell me um so that was so basically like on social media people were like yeah be a feminist holy shit I need the coffee (laughs) um people were like yeah be a feminist but then there was also this um there was this dichotomy or it was like yeah be a feminist but then there was also this dichotomy where like don't be a feminist or like reasons why I'm not a feminist and I remember like it would pop up on your like Snapchat stories um, of like this, not the subscribe ones, but like, you know, like Vice and BuzzFeed and they all do these ones. So it was one of those and it was like why I'm not a feminist and it was from a woman and I remember the whole art. I remember what was in the article, but I just remember like reading things like that. And then um, I think because it was easier like us as humans take the path of least resistance and I think it was easier to say that I wasn't a feminist because then I wouldn't have to defend that decision to people which is so stupid like and the people like don't understand what feminism is about which is like feminism feminism is not man-hating feminism oh my god, I literally cannot say this word. Feminism is equality. So definitely not men-hating. So anyways, I was like really hesitant to call myself a feminist and I was like, oh, well, path of least resistance, don't want to be a feminist. Like it's easier if social media is telling me not to be a feminist and stuff like that. So I, I don't know, like I, I just didn't really label myself. Well, I didn't label myself as a feminist. I definitely didn't. And I think I was looking for that cop-out, like, easy way to say that feminism is wrong. So fast forward to my first year of university. I was at UVic, and I took, a, like, a feminist or 
Sorry, not a feminist. I'm fucking yawning again. <laughs> I took a women's studies course on women and gender studies. And the first day of class, I remember the professor asked us, and the class was primarily women. I think there was one guy in the class, maybe two. I don't know. I'm, maybe two guys majority females maybe a couple gender fluid people um yeah I think that was kind of the breakdown of the class um but we had to she said raise your hand if you consider yourself a feminist and it was first year university I was 17 I was new I was struggling with this view that I wasn't a feminist because the internet told me that it was a dirty word. So I did not raise my hand. However, to my surprise, probably about two thirds of the class did. And I don't really know why I was surprised by that. I was in a gender studies class, but I think I was surprised that people were brave enough to be bold enough to label themselves a feminist when I had always um, kind of, I had always associated that word with a negative connotation because that's what I was taught by the media and the world and society I guess um so yeah I was surprised by that but then after that class I kind of um it really opened my eyes to like women's issues and like the whole feminist movement and um yeah, how the, how the feminist movement has evolved um, with first wave, second wave, third wave feminism um, and things like that. And it really just, yeah, kind of sparked my interest for it, I guess. And then, I don't know, I kind of always subscribed to, I don't know, just like, like, yeah, go women, go. Happy Women's Day, blah, blah. Um, and so I was always like a supporter of that and always down for that but I guess my support didn't really go or not my support my enthusiasm for the topic didn't really go much further until probably the last I'd say 18 months maybe two years but probably 18 months I I have started to become a little less apologetic for my beliefs I used to well I still am through and through a people pleaser I it's easier to just be mute and if someone says something controversial just say yeah okay whatever or um not voice your controversial con con what's up controversial there we go um not voice your controversial controversial views um because yeah sometimes path of least resistance is just easier to not talk about it because then you won't be fighting with people. And sometimes I really just don't want to fight with people. Um, so where was I going with this? Oh my God, my I am not on my game today. So, <laughs> oh shit, Megan, I need you back. Um, okay, so, oh right, being unapologetic about my um, views. So, in the last, yeah, 18 months, 
I've um, I've followed more feminist movement Instagram accounts. Um, dumb, yeah, so my passions are kind of like feminism, environmentalism, um, things in that realm. So social issues um, are kind of my jive. Um, specifically, uh, feminist issues. Yeah, and environmental issues, as I literally just said. Um, okay, so, um, yeah, within the last little bit, I've um, followed more accounts, and I've been a little more vocal about the whole issue. Um, and with me being more vocal about the issue and learning more um, and just kind of things being brought to my attention, it's really just, it's kind of made me realize, like, how oppressed women still are and how yeah like um back back when like the first feminist movements were going on they were um interested in things like the right to vote and um things like that and that to me is more like an overt sexism where you're not like obvi- like you're obviously oppressing women overtly and yeah women can't go into bars I remember my grandma telling me the story that her and her husband uh would go for a drive whatever and then they he would stop at the bar on their way home and she wasn't allowed in and so she just sat in the car while he went into the bar with his buddies and yeah that was just the way it is and so that's like more overt sexism that one can argue we have mostly moved past I don't want to say that because I probably if I got my brain thinking he could think of some overt sexist um ways I'm not saying overt sexism is completely eradicated but I think covert sexism is more pop not more popular that doesn't seem like the right word um sexism has taken a different toll from being overt to being covert and i think that covert sexism can be more dangerous than overt sexism because when you have this hidden sexism and um deep-rooted ideologies that you don't even like realize you have because society is like so ingrained that in you that that is more detrimental and harder to reverse I would say because you're changing your entire mindset from like oh if a woman's not allowed in a bar your mindset just has to change from okay she's not allowed in the front door now she is we can hang out together as you would in a lot of other social settings commingle with different genders but when you're thinking about internalized sexism and the covertness of that, that's a whole shift in your mindset. That's you having to critically analyze your thoughts and why you're thinking this way and go against, in some cases, everything you've ever been told about women, gender, society. And some people just like, can't do that don't have the mental capacity to do that just can't and that's tough (laughs) 
And so, yeah, I've just kind of been thinking about this um, underlying sexism and just things like, yeah, people think that we've made so much progress and we have made progress, but have we made as much progress as we claim to be making? Like, is making sexism just go underground? Is that, um, is that, is that more detrimental? Is that, um, the progress we would hope to make? I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of just like word vomiting right now. Um, so yeah, I just kind of like, for instance, I, the other day I, was having a conversation with someone about um one of the podcast episodes and um yeah we were just like having a conversation about it and no big deal whatever and they said they were excited for me happy for me whatever um but then I started to from this conversation um I started to kind of just overthink the podcast and maybe have a little have a little anxiety or stress about why, excuse me, about as a woman putting out these views into the world and putting things out or, or like releasing details say about like my sex life or my periods, let's say, or just views I have and the negative repercussions that can come from that and I was just thinking about like this double standard that like if a guy talked about his sex sex life publicly I I could argue that it wouldn't be as big of a deal I feel like I'm saying some really controversial things and things that I may regret later because I haven't really thought about them and it's 8 30 in the morning and I'm tired but so yeah okay disclaimer also disclaimer side note I don't really know um anything that I ever say I'm sure this goes for me too anything that we ever say in the podcast I'm um I'm all for learning and I'm not um I I read this quote one time where it was are you so open-minded you can see where you're closed-minded and I think it really resonated with me because that was like something so huge for me and like it made me realize that like I'm pretty passionate about the things I'm passionate about but um I'm also really passionate about learning and education and you you can always learn more and you can always see a different side of the story and um although you may not agree with it I think giving the respect of listening to that side of the story says a lot and um yeah so I just um I always encourage you to if you say something that or sorry if I say something rather that you disagree with please dm me please email me please whatever you want and we can have a conversation about why I said that or why you think it's wrong or like because sometimes I find I say things and then um I just say them in the moment and then I am like, oh no, like I said this, but it may sound wrong, but this is actually what I meant from it because like I say, my life is just one big word vomit. Um, so yeah, like always challenge me on that. Um, but getting back to what I was talking about with 
um, the podcast and everything. So women like overthinking the podcast. So yeah, I guess I was kind of just like, I was nervous that I was putting these things out into the world. And then I was realizing that like, I don't need to, well, maybe there's some need to be worried, but I think there ne- there needs to be people talking about things like these so women don't have to be worried about talking about these things like issues like this and yeah so we need pe- we need more people talking more openly about things like periods sex um anything mental illness let's say feminism that can be portrayed as a dirty word sometimes we need more people talking about these things so they can be normalized so that there aren't negative repercussions for talking about them and so kind of tying in with this whole women covert overt talking about issues being okay with uncomfortable conversations or being okay with like accepting of these topics another thing that's been on my mind lately is um I guess I don't really know how to say this and I don't really know if me saying this is going to um piss some people off because it's not entirely factually based what I'm saying (laughs) um actually is anything entirely factually based what I'm saying word vomit um But so I live on the West Coast and we're relatively liberal out here. And so with that, so historically, I guess, um, before the time of cell phones, you were your geographical location. Whoa, that sounded weird. Your geographical location where you lived kind of affected um, let's say your political views because um, those are the people you surround yourself, that's who you learn from, that's who you got all these things from, uh, this knowledge from, I guess. And then it kind of occurred to me, I was thinking about um, like algorithms on Instagram and like how those affect like what you're seeing and what you're learning and the news you're hearing about. And things like that and so I was thinking like I surround myself with people who are pretty oh I would like to say pretty accepting pretty um like aware of issues of climate change of women's issues of things like that sorry I can't list a better list um my brain is like mush as I've said 2200 times already um so I feel like I surround myself with pe- with pretty informed people. Um, but then I was thinking that could also just be a product of where I live and who I choose to associate myself with. So then it kind of got me thinking about, like, I, I see the world as we're moving in a good direction with, um, I, so I see the world from my, my perspective of the world is from my circle of people in my life, in my community, in things like, yeah, in my life. So I 
the way I see the world is not how everyone sees the world, obviously. Um, but how I see the world is I see the world as progressing and we're changing for the better. But I kind of am realizing that maybe that's not the case. Maybe we're not actually moving in um in the direction as quickly as I thought but because I surround myself with people who let's take recycling for example the people in my pretty much immediate family friend group whatever who I hang out with the most they're all really good at recycling and let's take like a yogurt container for example or a can obviously like I recycle that absolutely and like Dylan recycles things like that. My mom recycles things like that. My sister, my dad, my friends, like we recycle things like that. And so then I just, I stepped into this new job in a new community. Um, and it kind of just like in this, in where I was, they, weren't recycling and it was just so like bizarre to me that people weren't recycling but then I was like well maybe people aren't like because I learn everything from my people maybe these people just aren't and aren't like obviously don't share the same views as me because everyone's views is different about everything but just yeah like I don't know so I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I thought that everyone, we were all hunky-dory, we were all like, yeah, climate change is a clear issue, let's get to changing it, like, let's reduce our carbon footprint, this, that, and the other, or, yeah, about any issues, like, women are important, sexism is happening, like, let's make women equal, and then I was like, you know what, no, like, this this is just my circle that this is happening to like the rest of the world probably or not probably the rest of the world isn't necessarily on board with this and is not as passionate as I am about this and maybe that was kind of close-minded of me to think that everyone was like all right like let's do this let's go like I'm kind of I'm one of those people like okay I'm a go-getter let's do if we're gonna do this let's do it and yeah I guess not everyone is like that so yeah so that's kind of something I've been struggling with lately and I guess kind of just thinking about um how how maybe that not everyone is as liberal as we are in the west and there's still some there's still lots of sexism racism homophobic tendencies and ideologies and like (coughs) (coughs) systems in place racist systems in place did I say that already I don't think so um and yeah it's just there's so much work that needs to be done on everything and just like like when I graduated university no yeah when I graduated university one of my goals was to help change there I go yawning again was to help change public perception on a whole gamut of issues that I was passionate about 
um, like I said, societal issues, social issues. Um, I'm really passionate about homelessness, addiction, and things like that. And that's kind of where I thought I wanted to change the um, social thinking of. But then it kind of evolved to um, also, yeah, feminist issues and definitely environmental issues. I post things about the environment all the time um, because it's important. And the way that I see it is if we don't protect this environment, I tell people this all the time. If we don't protect this environment now, my, I, whenever I talk to someone who's literally, they could probably be like six months older than me and I would say this line to them, your generation is going to die of old age. Mine's going to die of climate change. I say that to people all the time. Um, and they don't love me saying that, but I do it anyways. Um, yeah, so, okay, well now I'm kind of stumped. So, uh, well, no. Okay, I guess I could talk about this too because this is something else that has been on my mind. Um, and I guess it kind of ties into um, the liberal West or whatever. Um, and that is privilege. And I'm not talking, I'm not talking white privilege. I'm not talking sex privilege is that a thing gender privilege i'm not talking skin privilege yeah i literally did i say that yeah okay i said white privilege i'm not so i'm not talking that kind of privilege i'm talking the privilege that um the privilege that you have the privilege that you have that gains you the knowledge that you have and yeah, that kind of ties into like the liberalness of where we live or not where we live. I don't know where you're listening from, um, where I live and how I have the privilege of I'm privileged because I get a good education and I, um, although we're only at a 32 minutes here, I think I'm going to call it a day. So I'm sorry that my brain literally doesn't work and Megan will hopefully be back next time because Marg's solo episodes clearly don't work out that well. I really enjoy just talking, but it's way easier to have a conversation when you're bouncing ideas off someone, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, thanks for getting Melfi with me uh, on this totally random rant. Um, I don't even, I literally don't even know how am I going to describe this episode? I don't know. Um, let me know what you think. Thank. (laughs) Let me know your thoughts on the episode. Um, if you could like us, if you could rate us, if you could review us, that would mean the world to Meg and I, um, you can also, yeah, do all that on whatever platform you listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, Icebreaker, I think that's one. What Literally whatever you listen to, I don't care. Um, just, yeah, give us a rating, give us a review. It helps us and it'll therefore help you. How, I don't know. But no, it'll help us because then we'll keep pushing content and it'll help you because you will become... You will have a reason to think about things and 
yeah okay so we're done here for sure um like rate review scribe scribe subscribe um and then follow us on getting melty podcast on instagram we have a couple really fun guests coming up in the next few weeks um so stay tuned for that and i can't wait to get mouthy with you all and with meg because (laughs) this is kind of weird um no okay now i'm just being an absolute idiot so love you all can't wait to get mouthy with you guys next time okay bye